0: Hello there and welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. This is John Tefteller, your host. It's Tuesday and um, we're going to do something a little different today, although... You won't be able to follow along with us, but we will make a report at the end of this and tell you what we were doing here, but I'll tell you what we're doing. We're going to listen to an episode of You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx, always my favorite and always welcome here on the Good Old Days Radio Show. And we're going to do it from our standpoint here in the studio a little different. We actually have the original script for the show, Now, most of you do not know that You Bet Your Life was heavily scripted. I'm sorry to to burst the balloon there or disappoint you. Uh, Groucho was a great ad-libber, probably the best ever. But in order to do a half-hour program within the constraints of that half-hour and have it come out as brilliantly as it did, they did script the show. Now, what they would do is they would write a script, they would heavily interview the contestants ahead of time, they would write down questions that Groucho could ask to the couples that were being interviewed, and they would, in essence, coach the couples as to what they were going to say and how they should answer, and Groucho had his ad-libs, so to speak, prepared ahead of time. Now, all that said, he still had a great tendency to veer away from those scripts. And me, having listened to lots of these over the years, I I can tell, just listening to the voice and how he does it, when he's on script and when he is ad-libbing. And they would come in, they'd bring the couples in, and they would follow the script. But even though they follow the script, they also would continue on and allow him to... Go ahead with asking more questions or keeping the couples on the stage longer than the script required so that they could see if they could ferret out any other good ad libs or any other good uh, humorous lines. And so, when they recorded the show, and it was always pre recorded, even from the first episode, uh, when they would record the show, they would allow it to go as long as it was producing something. So, And one day we'll play, I don't have any available right this minute, but I do have them. One day we will play a completely unedited episode of You Bet Your Life, and you can see what they did, because the show unedited would run between about 40 minutes and as long as an ha- hour and a half, depending on how much... Um, was going on and how far they were getting with the various couples. And there are some surviving episodes of the complete unedited version. Once they finished recording and or filming, depending on whether whether we're talking about radio or television, they would um, go into the editing room and cut it all up and make it the way they wanted it and produce a script for NBC to look at, to, to... (laughs) to show what what the show was going to be like. Um, In some cases, in these scripts, and I'm going to be reading along, uh, and and producer Daniel's going to be reading with me, um, we're going to follow along and see how many ad-libs there are that are not in the script, if there are any, and what they might be, and exactly how it went from a scripted program to what you actually got to hear on the air. So... We're going to do that and we'll make a full report at the end. So, this is the episode from, let's see, recorded December 22nd, 1949. That's what the script here says. And then actually broadcast on radio January 4th, 1950. So, here we go with Groucho Marx and you bet your life.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is tree, T R E E. Really? You bet your life. DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America present Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here he is, the one, the only. Groucho!
2: When did he get out? Oh, that's me, Groucho Marx! <laughs> Here I am again, starting off the new year with a new sponsor. Now, before we go any further, I want everybody to run down to the corner and say hello to your DeSoto Plymouth dealer. As long as you're down there, you might as well buy one. (laughs) George Feniman, who's first to take a whack at the $1,000 tonight?
1: A bachelor and a spinster Groucho, selected by our studio audience just before we went on the air. And here they are Miss Mary Hopkins and Mr. Oscar Lind, meet Groucho
2: Marx. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. Miss uh, Hopkins, uh, Mary Hopkins. That's eh? right. You're a spinster? Yes, I am. Where are you from, Mary?
3: Well, originally from Newark, New Jersey. Mm
2: -hmm. Why'd you leave there? Weren't there any eligible bachelors in Newark?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I came out to California with the Prudential Insurance Company. Well, that's
2: good policy to follow, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The best. Oscar Lind, is that right? That's right. Related to Jenny Lind? She's my sister. I have a sister by that name. <laughs> but not not the other, Jenny. No, no. You're a bachelor, and uh, where are you from, Batch? Well, I'm originally from Chicago. Why'd you leave? Weren't there any eligible spinsters there? <laughs> oh, yes, there were. Mm-hmm. That's why I left.
4: <laughs>
2: how, how old are you? I'm 51. 51, And Miss Hopkins?
3: Uh, close to 40.
2: How close, Mary?
3: Oh, I still have a couple of years to go
2: Which way? (laughs) Right right. (laughs) way I can't understand a girl as pretty as you not being married Oh, (laughs) good, Well, you're a very attractive couple Now, let's see what you have in common Mr. Hopkins, which do you prefer, the gay sporting type or the quiet, shy, unconscious type? Well,
3: I think I like a little of each.
2: Oscar, are you gay, debonair, and witty? No, oh, not exactly. Well, so are you shy, quiet, and unconscious? Oh, I think I'm a little of each. Well, that's a nice combination, huh? He's half witty and half unconscious. Oscar, I trap you into that You can forget the whole thing Let's pretend it never happened Well, I always think it's fair That a couple about to be married Should know each other's bad habits What about the bad habits? Do you have any bad habits, Oscar? I snore a little How do you know you snore? Tell me. That's what they tell you, huh? Oscar, who tells you that? <laughs>
1: My
2: family? Your family? Yeah. You mean Jenny Lynn comes in and tells you what's <coughs> where does uh, where does Jenny Lynn live? Over oh, in Englewood. hmm And you snore clear across town. Huh? <laughs> you're both good kids, and inasmuch as you'll soon be married in just one minute, you're going to have a chance to make $1,000.
1: And now, here is news about the first showing of the greatest new model which has ever borne the name DeSoto. It will be on display at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers on Tuesday, January 10th. A new model in every sense of the word because it is new from bumper to bumper. The smart-looking full-width front grille gives this car a look of power which its high-compression engine so justly deserves. Its graceful new back has sleek new lines, new fenders that have a graceful sweep to them that will serve to make DeSoto the car that catches the eye of everyone who appreciates beauty of line and clean modern design. Yet, with all its style advantages, here is a practical car a car that delivers such operating economy that it will truly delight you. It has more visibility in its big rear window, which has also been lowered for comfortable vision. Bigger brakes with less pedal pressure, a truly roomy trunk, chair-high seats, wide, wide doors, and, of course, being a DeSoto, it lets you drive without shifting. Tuesday, January 10th, is the day to see it. The first day. Don't miss the unveiling which takes place at your DeSoto Plymouth dealer's.
2: Now, let's see if you two are going to be our winning couple and get a chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Feniman, tell them the rules.
1: Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 question at the end of the show. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't
2: know what's going on out here. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected current popular tunes as your category. Is that right? Now here's your first question. You have twenty dollars. How much are you gonna bet? Ten. Jerry Fielding will play. You give me the name of the song. Oh, uh, gentle People. Come on, out the whole the whole title now. Uh, dear Hearts and dear Gentle Dear Heart and Gentle people. <laughs> people is right. And they're all their way. They have thirty dollars, Gotcho. You. Now you've got thirty dollars. Remember you're going for a thousand dollars tonight. How much of the thirty dollars will you try? Twenty. What is the name of this song? Don't cry, Joe. Don't cry, Joe is correct. <laughs> They're climbing rock surely have $50. All right, you're climbing, you got $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 will you try? 30, 40. Talk up, remember you're gonna be married soon 40. so you'll have to start talking <laughs> to each other. 40. You're gonna try $40. Give me the title of this song, play Jerry. What is it? Come on. Take a stab. Oh. Nothing? Oh. Well, I'm sorry. It's slipping around. Oh,
4: yes. Yeah.
2: They now around. have $10. That's Ugh. a shame. You still got a chance with the big money. Here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much of the 10 are you gonna go for? Five. Five? Is that all right with you, Oscar? You Oscar, stop ten. dreaming of two. Jenny I'm Lindy. <laughs> pay attention here, huh? we'll, we'll bet the 10. Let's see if you can identify this song. I can dream. I can dream, can I, is correct. And they uh, wind up with $20. You wound up with 20 bucks. Thanks and good luck from your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Now, don't go away. You still have a chance at the big question. Groucho, the secret word is still tree. I know it, George. Perhaps the next couple will say it, though. We asked for some
1: housewives who lived in Hollywood, and just before we went on the air, Mrs. Etta Turkle was selected to be on the show. Her partner is the Honorable Gordon L. McDonough, member of the United States House of
2: Representatives. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome to You Bet Your Life and a Happy New Year. And if one of you says the Soda Plymouth secret word, he wins $100 in cash instantly, it's a common word, something you see every day. Honorable Gordon L. McDonough, hey, you're a congressman. That's correct. Is everybody honorable in Congress? LAUGHTER
1: I certainly hope so.
2: How long have you been incongruous? I mean, in... Uh... <laughs> I mean, uh, in, in Congress. This is my third term. Third time, eh? You better look out. Dude. One more offense and you'll get life. <laughs> I, are you married, uh, Gordon? Oh, yes. Who was the Speaker of the House? Sam Rayburn. <laughs> Now, come now. You're not married to Sam Rayburn. (laughs) Who's the speaker in your house?
1: Oh, Mrs. McDonough, of course.
2: Any little minority minority parties at home? Yes, I have a family. How many squawkers do you have, uh, Gordon? Seven. Raising your own votes, eh? (laughs)
1: Yes, they're all able to vote.
2: Uh, Can I ask who they vote for? You can guess. (laughs) So can you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Teichel, is that right? That's right. What, what does your husband do, with Mrs. Teichel?
3: He's a salesman.
2: What does he sell?
3: Siding for homes. Siding? For homes.
2: I mean, what, what kind of... Insiding or outsiding? Or... <laughs> uh, Edda, how old are you? are you? Are you old enough to vote? Yes. How long have you been voting? 15
3: years. 15 years. <laughs>
2: Add to that 21, well, that makes you 36, is, is that right?
3: Well, make it 34.
2: <laughs> you were voting illegally two years? <laughs> As a voter, do you feel there's anything wrong with the country, Edda?
3: Well, I think so. Nothing serious. No. Well... What? Taxes are going up. Employment is going down.
2: Well, look, at her. if you feel that way about it, why don't you squawk about it? I do. Well, who do you squawk to?
3: My husband. <laughs>
2: what does he say?
3: Well, he don't say anything. He just sits there and listens to the radio.
2: Why don't you complain to your congressman? Who is your congressman?
3: Well, begins with a T. I'm not sure of his name.
2: Is it Truman? Oh, he's from Missouri (laughs) Didn't you say you lived in Hollywood? Yes Well, uh, shake hands with your congressman (laughs) (laughs)
4: There's two
2: more votes for you, Gordon (laughs) Didn't you know that Mr. McDonough Was your representative in Washington?
3: I had no idea
2: (laughs) Can you tell me who played Red Butler In Gone with the Wind?
3: Clark Gable
2: well, Congressman, my advice to you is to get a job in the movies playing congressman. Huh? <laughs> what is your party, uh, Edda? You don't have to answer that, but if you don't, we throw well, you in jail.
3: I don't, I don't <clears throat> pick the party. It's the man.
2: You voted for Clark Gable, huh? <laughs> Mrs. Teichel, I don't mean to be too hard on you. Most of us don't know our congressman. In fact, if it wasn't for Barclay's marriage, I wouldn't know who was vice president. (laughs) Do you have any special job in Washington, Gordon?
1: I'm a member of the Public Works Committee and also a member of Subcommittee on Flood Control.
2: The public gets the works from every committee in Washington. (laughs) Have you been the author of any important bills?
1: Yes, I'm the author of the bill that's now in being investigated right here in Los Angeles for an Air Force Academy, and also for the uh, improvement of the Los Angeles Post Office. I obtained $1,760,000 for that during the last Congress.
2: What's that? Uh, uh, Put uh, fresh ink in the...
5: No. (laughs) That's...
2: (coughs) Do you have any message for the voting public, uh, Congressman? Remember, this is only a half-hour program.
1: (laughs) Well, of course, the important thing is to let your congressman know how you feel.
2: Mm-hmm. I see. Mrs. Tickle, how do you feel?
3: Oh,
4: fine.
2: <laughs> well, that's what you wanted to know, wasn't it, Gordon? <laughs> well, Congressman McDonough, it's been a privilege to have you here. And when you get back to Washington, I want you to stand up there on the floor of the House and tell them Mrs. Tickle is feeling just fine. Right? <laughs> Now let's play the DeSoto-Plymouth game. You bet your life for $1,000. You run your $20 and more than our other couples, and you get a chance at the big question. I can't tell you how much our first couple won, but George is offstage to remind our listeners.
1: The bachelor and the spinster won $20.
2: Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected nicknames of states as your category. Is that correct?
1: That's right.
2: All right. Now here's your first question. How much of the 20 are you going to shoot for? Ten. All right. What state is known as the Hoosier state? Indiana. Indiana is right. They're on their way, Groucho, with $30. Oh, I remember you're going for $1,000 a night. How much of the 30 are you going to try?
3: $20.
1: Three of
2: them. All right, what state is known as the free state? It's a tough one. <laughs> Mrs. Teichel, you can think, too, you know. <laughs> oh, I just can't see. Well, uh, I'm sorry. The bell is tolled, and it's, it's Maryland. Now you only have $10. Is that mm-hmm. right? Right. $10. How much are you going to try now? Ten dollars. <laughs> okay. What state is known as the Show Me State? Missouri. Missouri is correct. And they're on their way again. They have twenty dollars. All right. Now you're climbing. You got twenty bucks. How much are you going to try of the twenty?
3: Uh, twenty.
2: <laughs> what state is known as the Bluegrass State? Kentucky. Kentucky is right. And
1: they wind up with a grand total of forty dollars.
2: Thanks, and good luck from your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Well, we'll soon know who's going to be top tonight and get the chance at the $1,000. Feniman, who's leading? Well, the housewife and the congressman are ahead with $40. And, Groucho, the secret word is still tree. It is.
1: <laughs> we invited some sailors to the show tonight, and just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected apprentice seaman John Stafford, and his partner is Admiral Frederick
2: C. Sherman. And here they come. <laughs> Gentlemen, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers, mates. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins $100 instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. An admiral and a sailor, eh? Uh, Sailor, where you from? Arkansas. Where are you stationed now? Terminal Island. John Stafford, is that right? Yes, sir. You related to Joe Stafford, the singer? No, sir. You wish you were? Yes, sir. (laughs) Admiral uh, Sherman, is that right? Where are you stationed, admiral? I'm not stationed anywhere. I'm retired. Why don't you wear your uniform, Don't you ever wear it anymore? Well, when
5: I'm retired, I'm not supposed to wear the uniform oh. except on uh, national holidays or occasions of great ceremony. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, do you wear it around the house? <laughs> no. Never put it on? Not in a long time. Does it fit anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it still fits. <laughs> oh, you have tried it on, yeah. there, <laughs> By the way, do you you kids know each other? (laughs) Fred, uh, shake hands with Joe here. How you doing, sir? Sailor, you look nervous. Uh, Is this the first time you've uh, been close to a microphone, John? Well, it's the first time I've been close to an admiral. (laughs) (laughs) Say, the admiral looks a little nervous, too. (laughs) Maybe he's never been this close to a sailor. (laughs) Fred, Fred, uh, i would call you Fred. Uh, you don't want me to keep calling you Admiral, do you? No. You're uh, just wearing your suit around the house. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- this is not said in any derogatory sense, Fred, but what kind of an Admiral are you?
5: Well, uh, I'm what they call a full
2: Admiral. You mean you just ate? What other kind of admirals are there? Empty admirals? <laughs> no, Fred, w- would you enlighten me? What, what kind of admirals are there? Vice admiral. Uh, vice, well, that sounds very interesting.
4: <laughs>
2: John, uh, uh, what, what is your title in the Navy? Seaman apprentice. How long have you been in the uh, service? It's several months. And what did you... Uh... Start out with. Huh? What S- rank? Same apprentice. <laughs> well, don't look now, but your rank is dragging. Right? <laughs> are, are you married, uh, sailor? No. No <laughs> what? I'm not married. Is that the way you bring up these sailors, Admiral?
5: <laughs> no, sir.
2: Tell them what to say, Admiral. Say, no, sir. No, sir. (laughs) I'll pipe you overboard. I wish I knew what that meant. I'd pipe him at that if I wasn't smoking a cigar. Now then, are you married? No, sir. Admiral, what about you? Before you got married, did you have a girl in every port? No, that's an old myth. (laughs) I don't care how old she is. uh, (laughs) You didn't have a girl in every port? Did you have some port in every girl? (laughs) Uh, Admiral Sherman, uh, how how long have you been in the Navy? I
5: had almost 41 years service when I retired. What was your biggest mistake? Well, when I was a student aviator down in Pensacola, I tried to taxi a 105-foot wingspread airplane through an 80-foot drawbridge.
2: <laughs> that wasn't when you retired, though, huh? <laughs> what was your most exciting experience, Admiral? Well,
5: I think it was when I was captain of the aircraft carrier Lexington the Battle of Coral Sea, and the Lexington was damaged and had to be sunk later by our own torpedoes.
2: What was your biggest thrill, uh, Admiral?
5: When I stood on the bridge of Missouri and Tokyo Bay and watched the Japanese sign the surrender terms at the end of World War II.
2: Well, that's about as big a thrill as anybody could have. I didn't know you were quite that much of a war hero. Wouldn't have cracked all those bum jokes about (laughs) you. You're going to have quite a job following this chap here, Sailor. Yes, sir. Now, Sailor, come down out of the rigging. I want to ask you a few things. (laughs) In your Navy career, what was your most harrowing experience? I guess that was the time I forgot to salute an officer. You're lucky they didn't make you walk the plank, Did you get a demotion? Oh, no, they can't do that to me. (laughs) There's nothing lower than the seaman Apprentice. Why do you say you weren't demoted? Because there's nothing lower than the seaman Apprentice. Well, Fred, now that you're retired, how are you spending your time? Feeding pigeons? No, I've been writing a book for the last two years. Oh, you're an admiral, all right. (laughs) What's the the book about?
5: Well, its title is Combat Command: The American Aircraft Carriers in the Pacific War. Admiral Bill Halsey has written a foreword for me, and it'll be on the bookstands on the 27th of January.
2: Well, put me down for one of the first copies, (laughs) will you? Anybody doesn't buy a copy, we'll have him court-martial. <laughs> you have any advice that would benefit our sailor here, Admiral?
5: Well, yes, I'd advise him to make the most of his opportunities in the Navy by advancing himself, going through the trade schools, and taking the correspondence courses which are available to
2: everybody at the Navy. What about you, sailor? <laughs> sailor, what advice have you got for the Admiral here? <laughs> I don't have advices for Admiral. <laughs> go on, go ahead. Go ahead. As one sailor to another, slip him some advice. <laughs> Tell him where's the best place to find some girls. Uh... <laughs> Would you say uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood and Vine? Well, uh, I've always had pretty good luck at Sunset and Gower. <laughs> well, there you are, Admiral. <laughs> How soon will you be over there? Oh, I'm not
5: interested in that anymore. Well, you're retired, all right.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I must say that the Navy has acquitted itself admirably here tonight. Now, gentlemen, you're going to weigh anchors for the Desota Plymouth $1,000 question. You run your $20 and more than the other couples, and you get a chance at the big money. Feniman, remind our listeners who's ahead. The housewife
1: and the congressman are ahead with $40.
2: Here we go, let's see how can build you $20. You selected Smiths and Jones as your category. Now you have $20, how much you want to try? 10. Mm. I think we can gamble along 10, yes. What is the name of the Jones girl who recently married David O. Selznick? Jennifer, wasn't it? <laughs> Jennifer Jones is right. Yes, they're on their way with $30, Groucho. <laughs> how much of the 30 will you try? 15. 15. 15, huh? okay. What was the name of the famous Smith who was a friend of Pocahontas? John Smith. Captain John Smith is right. right. They're climbing now. They have $45. All right, you got $45. How much are you going to try? Here's your third question. 20? I think 20, maybe, yes. 20. <laughs> what is the face name of the former golf champion named Jones? Um, Bobby. Bobby Jones is right. <laughs> They're really on their way now. They have sixty-five dollars. Oh, all right, you're shooting along with sixty-five dollars, and here's your last chance now to beat the other couples. How much of the sixty-five are you going to shoot? 35. Thirty. Thirty-five. Thirty. Thirty. Then. Thirty. 30. <laughs> you're going to wind up in irons, you know that. Okay? What was the name of a famous smith who was a governor of New York? He wore a brown derby. Al Smith. Al Smith is right. And they wind up with a grand total of $95. Take hands with the Admiral there.
1: And that means that the sailor and the Admiral, with their $95, get the chance at the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Yes, no matter what make of car you now drive or expect to buy, don't make a decision until you visit your DeSoto Plymouth dealer on Tuesday, January 10th. For that is the big day to see this truly new model, the new DeSoto. A car with feature after feature that's new. A car whose beauty of line and great performance will do more than all the talk in the world to thrill you and your entire family. A car so smartly designed that you'll want it standing in front of your home. A car so skillfully designed that it brings a whole new concept of driving ease, of roominess. As for economy of operation, here again, mere words cannot do justice to the power at your command of its high compression engine, to its long-life valves that add thousands of trouble-free miles to your driving pleasure, to its bigger, easier-to-apply brakes, to the tiptoe hydraulic shift and fluid drive that lets you drive without shifting. This year, more than ever before, it's DeSoto that is pointing the way to automotive beauty, economy, comfort, with not just a few changes, but an entirely new model. So next Tuesday, January 10th, make sure you see this new DeSoto at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And here are the sailor and the admiral, the winning couple,
2: all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question, Groucho. All right, here we go for $1,000. Ready? I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on one single answer between you, so think carefully, and please, no help from the audience. Here it is. When George Washington was given command of the Continental Army, his commission as general was signed by the president of the Continental Congress. Who was this president of the Continental Congress? Okay, what is the answer you two have decided upon? I think it was John Adam. No, I'm sorry, it was John Hancock. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won $95 in the quiz. Congratulations and thanks to both of you.
1: You Bet Your Life is a John Goodell production transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith, music by Jerry Fielding. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for the Groucho Mark Show, You Bet Your Life, presented by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers of America. And remember, all dealers who sell DeSoto also sell Plymouth. Two great cars, both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And don't forget, The big question will be worth $1,500.
2: Well, it's time to let Ben Crosby have the air, so good night, folks, and remember... Just be sure to see your DeSoto Plymouth dealer!
1: Here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. When driving your car, don't depend on the other guy. Suppose he's depending on you. This is George Fenton signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Okay, well, very interesting to follow along the script that was written before the actual broadcast, because you can see where his uh, ad-libs were real ad-libs and where they were actually written for him. There's a number of little passages within the script that do not appear on the recording. Now, what we don't know for sure is if they appear in the unedited version, because you're listening to the final version as it was on on television, and there are some references to things within the script that could very possibly be uh, written down based on the recording session itself. Uh, We don't know that unless we can find the unedited version. Um, One interesting thing, when they get to the final question and all the questions that Groucho gives the contestants, none of those are in the script. They were all on little note cards that he was handed uh, during the show so that he would not know the questions ahead of time or have any inkling of what they were going to be. Uh, None of those appear in the original scripts. And when they get to the end to the thousand dollar question, There is one page, which maybe we'll show you, which has (laughs) if they get the question right, uh, there's some dialogue about winning the, the money. And if they get wrong, then there's some dialogue about that. And so that's interesting. They had it written out either way it would go. Quite interesting to follow along with this. Maybe we should do one one time where we video the whole thing and just follow along with the script so that you can see it. We haven't done that here on the good old days of radio show, but I guess it's technically possible that we could. Um, So maybe in the future we'll do that. We'll select another episode, pull out the script book, and follow along and let... uh, let the listeners follow along right with it, and you can see what they did here. But it's very obvious in reading this that Groucho was good at ad-libbing, yes. And in fact, he's so good that there are times when they have jokes in here that are written for him that he just refuses to say, most likely because he didn't like the joke, and he will he will say something different. And then sometimes he does say the joke as it's written in the script. So I guess he had full discretion to look at those Cards And the way I understand it, it wasn't a, a actual script that he was able to look at during the recording. Um, it would be like cue cards on a television show. And um, Bernie Smith or one of the production people would be just off camera with all of this stuff written out in large type so that Groucho could be looking what you think he's looking at the contestants. But he's actually looking just to the left or just to the right. And he's seeing what he's supposed to say. Now again, he didn't always follow it, but um, it's it's fun to to see what he did and what he didn't do. And usually, if you listen very carefully to his voice and inflections, you can tell when he's reading the pre-recorded joke and when it is an actual ad lib. You just have to really, really be uh, on it with listening to his voice and inflections. Also, George Fenneman's commercials for the show do not appear anywhere in the script, so those were written separately, probably recorded separately, and then edited in to the broadcast as it was done. So this gives you a little insight into You Bet Your Life, which I'm sure almost none of you ever knew this stuff. I knew some of it uh, just from my time with Groucho and uh, working on the book The Secret Word is Groucho in 1976, but I didn't have any scripts to compare to back then. I don't know that I don't know that we had any. I, I don't remember that at all. I know I never saw any scripts. But in the, in the ensuing years, I was able to pick up a few scripts here and there from people who had them. Uh, so I did have a few. But this new uh, new find with this volume of all these scripts, actually two volumes, makes it quite interesting and quite uh, fun to be able to follow along with the show. So we're, maybe we'll figure out a way to do that for the future where you can see the script as, as they're doing the show and see for yourself and follow along. It'll be the video good old days of radio show for that that particular episode. Okay, that is it. Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life from January fourteenth, 1950, CBS for their new sponsor, DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Um, DeSoto Plymouth came on with uh, the show in the fall of 1949. Uh, It went from CBS to NBC when they went to television in uh, 1950. All right, this is John Tuftiller in the good old days of radio show. Tune in again on, tune in, listen again, tune in. If you have a radio that actually picks this up, I would be really surprised. But tune in again next uh, Thursday for, or this coming Thursday for the creepy, scary, horror type supernatural shows that we're doing. And then back again on Tuesday with more comedy, drama, or variety we shall see. Okay, Goodbye. <laughs>